Yes, hello folks, welcome to the Jock and Journo show for another week. I've had a look at the rundown, there are some big issues uh, on the agenda today. And the five-time All-Australian, five-time Copeland Trophy winner, the captain of Collingwood, Scotty Pendlebury, as he eats his lunch in front of me, and I've never seen so many vegetables on a plate, is fired up about some big issues, and we are going to get to uh, all those very shortly. Good afternoon to you, Scotty. How are you, mate? Just talk us through what's on your plate, mate, or what was um, on your plate. because yeah, it was... Just come off the track from training, so yeah. grab some lunch, a bit of brown rice, yeah. um, some beans. Had, I don't know, it was like an cucumber. edamame cucumber yeah. salad yeah. with some peanuts in it. And Not one bit of meat on that plate. No, or carb. Or what? Or, or carb. There was no or, What do you think brown, brown rice, rice is? is? Yeah, I meant yeah. bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no bread, clearly. But yeah, <laughs> nice, um, nutritious and delicious lunch, mate. I got a, what uh, do you got? I got brown paper bag, got, oil <laughs> seeping through the ends. I got a, a, a herb chicken mayo toasted sandwich, and it is absolutely delicious. So I say hello. Uh, to Sammy Gaston. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm hungry looking at all this food, <laughs> but I wouldn't be eating as good as Andrew the chef is. Yeah. That's way too healthy for that me. Is well, it. it's for the athletes, this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're in, uh, this you'd is go, for, this is for those summer Instagram yeah. photos. You know, in summer, gas, what happens is we barely see Scott with a shirt on for about four months. So this is all preparation for that. cold in Melbourne at the moment. It's freezing. Yeah, exactly. So when you get the opportunity, mate. But summer bodies are made in winter. Yes, Absolutely. Gas, yeah. gas quickly, sh- quick shout out for you because this Mason Cox story went right around the country. He got on uh, social media and went and visited a young bloke uh, in uh, hospital, which was outstanding. But I'm reliably informed, Scotty, that Sammy Gaston was the man who did the complete hookup. He saw the post. He contacted Mason, organised the whole thing. It's the humble heroes like Sammy that make a football club. Well, Coxie hasn't given you one mention yet. Took all the uh, took all the plaudits this morning in the he, team meeting. So. He, he, did he? Yeah. No, I'd... he's done a very good job of it. Yeah, he's, oh, he's pretty happy with himself. Too, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just he's going to win the Order of Australia medal the way he's going. But well done to you, Sammy. No, no, it wasn't. Though. You're an absolute uh, star. Hey, uh, Scotty, we had we – had, um, actually, no, let's address your hand injury. What happened uh, on Sunday, it's a crooked finger. It's a bent finger. In fact, your hand's among as it is. But Nick Nat knew he stepped on it, and uh, you look to be in some pain. Are you okay, mate, or you got another hand injury? No, I'm fine. All good. It was, um, yeah, obviously got trodden on, so the ball was there, and I dove for the footy and, um, yeah, trod on my hand, so I was just waiting for that whistle to go for kicking in danger, but <laughs> didn't come, and um, it quickly the onset of pain uh, quickly set in, so... Yeah, Nick Nats, I'm not sure. Size 17 or 18 foot, trodden yep. on you. So, Do you apologise? Um, no, I don't even think he would have known. Mm. But, um, yeah, my initial fear was for my actual finger that I did last year. Yeah, um, twice? Yeah. Well, I did both middle fingers, but no. the one that I did really badly is the same hand. So, not um, ideal. I felt like a little bit of a, almost like a little crack or something where you feel like almost the scar tissue breaking up. So that hurt a little bit. And, like a crunch. Yeah, sort of. So it's a little bit bruised and that, but yeah, it's all right. It's, a little bit painful for a quarter or two, but yeah. I reckon all of all, right. all the players you wouldn't want to stand yeah. on your hand. Him and Sandy Lands, I reckon. Yeah, so yeah, you're a bit yeah. unlucky there. Yeah, um, it's a bit stiff. <laughs> Still got like the free kick. <laughs> that would have made me feel better. Hey, let's get stuck into the uh, the big debate in football at the moment. It's about whether the AFL should introduce starting positions or other rule tweaks to help open up the game. Uh, Nathan Buckley, senior coach, was on radio yesterday, said it'd be a blight on the game. I know you're not in favour either. Why don't you open your mind? To these no, starting well, firstly, positions. I think it's good that there's such a debate going around. Yep. Like it's so many people care about the game. Um, it's healthy. That, yeah, and there's so many different views which make our game really good. So it's like you've got Steve Hocking throwing little suggestions out there of what might come and then you get 
all these responses about we shouldn't do this, should do this. So everyone's trying to think about how we make the game better. There's some people who think that maybe it's taken 15 weeks to get used to the new rules and the game's actually starting to get into really good shape now. So if you let it marinate again next year, does it get better again? Because every time you bring in new rules, there's always going to be teething problems for the first little bit of the year. So, um, yeah, and I think I'm, I'm not close to the idea of starting positions. I'd love to see it in a pre-season cup for mm-hmm. three weeks first just so we can see the... Because like anything, once a rule comes in, yep. then tactically you start thinking about how do you evolve the rules, how do you evolve the game plan. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I hear people say that if you get three forwards in the forward line and starting position, it opens up the stoppage. Yep. Well, it, it doesn't. It really. does. Well, how? Because we you take still numbers look, away from the stoppage. But if you have a look at the stoppage now, you still have most teams still play three forwards 50, 60 metres away from the stoppage. Not all the time. But... What you want to remove if you really want to open up stoppages is that three, the line of three high forwards or the wingers or whatever. You, like, you, know, you have a look at a side like say Richmond, who are the best at it, they set up for a transition game at stoppage. So they have their stoppage there, then they have seven or eight players behind the footy. Their number 18 clearance differential where they set up to lose, yep. lose, get it back, and away they go. So, yep. um, you know, but they're the highest scoring team in the comp. So it works for them doing it that way. So, um, yeah, I just think that. Yeah, I'd like to see it play out more than just 15-minute trials because you're getting guys when they're completely fresh, mm-hmm. not under fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, dropping rotations, I've heard that as well, but that, that hasn't worked from 120 to 90 in clearing up congestion. Which Why was is the, that? Well, that was the plan. to re- Unlimited rotations. The game was f- flying up and back. Yep. The game was too quick, so you brought in the rotations to slow the game down a little bit. So then guys get tired and actually gravitate towards the ball. Then it went to 90. More fatigue, more gravitation towards the footy. So you reckon lowering rotations would have the reverse effect? Well, it does because guys are tired. So when you're fatigued, you're, off, you're more just stay around the footy. You just end up just tracking one position at a time. You don't actually start thinking, Get your breath oh, oh, I'm fresh here. I'm going to make like an 80-meter run. I can read the play, two kicks in front. You're, just, you're already gassed most of the game. You're going to be you know, running at 60%, 70% energy. Mm. So, um, yeah, I just, I just think every time there's a rule comes in, it takes a little bit to see what happens with it. Yeah. I liked when we used to trial them in the NAB Cup or JLT series before they actually fully come in to, to the game. The so. AFL will surely do that, though. They're not going to make the mistake of not trialling it. I mean, they, they, will, they will definitely do that in so some like, form. VFL, even heard, practice, um, I don't know, it's probably taken away from the integrity of the competition, but I think someone floated the idea of, like, would you trial it with games in the last three rounds of the season that aren't, have no effect on finals? Yep. So two bottom sides doing it. I wouldn't be against that. So but what about life that it was you guys last year, say? Yeah, I wouldn't be against trialling something like that for the... Greater good. Well, everyone talks about the, the betterment of the game, the greater good. Well, there's a great example of trying that for the greater good of the competition. Those two sides can't have an impact on the finals. It's not going to upset ladder positions, percentage, or anything like that. It could change the game. Could it have an impact well, on the game? Yeah, but, no, but it's not going to have like a great impact on their seasons. Like they're not going to make finals. Mm-hmm. Their percentage, if they win or lose by a lot, it'll just be what, draft picks. Yeah. It's just yeah, that sort of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I also understand the argument too of clubs want to play you know the right way. And so yeah, I reckon you need to look at it in a pre-season format. Um, yeah, because some clubs now have had what months advantage if the rule comes in on other clubs that have never seen it. So are you annoyed that Collingwood hasn't had that chance yet? Oh, I think our coaching staff and that would be frustrated that unless we've got the vision of it, but I don't think you do. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think we'd be too worried because tactically the game evolves so quickly. You know, the, what, what was two thousand and eight? I think Clarkson brought in the the cluster. cluster. So he was the first guy that 
Like coaches back in the 50s and 60s never yeah. thought like our coaches do now. They don't have the resources that the coaches have now. So the game's evolved so much. Coaching's become so good that we're thinking of ways mm. to do this. And, um, you know, if you if you now took three forwards out, say, say North Melbourne Hawthorne played this week and three forwards to North had to go yep. deep into the... But Hawthorne played today's modern football. Mm-hmm. Modern football would crush what we're proposing to bring in. Because you, you're effectively attacking with three less players and defending with three less players. Around the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But so, that's, uh, I can understand. So we're going to take a little step backwards then by bringing this in because we want the game to be... Like, you know, Charlie Kernow, Kernow's awesome arc against Collingwood against on yep. Tom Langdon? Yep. That wouldn't have happened because he should have been in his protected area. Oh, yeah, but he, still, he can do that yeah, fresh... He's, he's got to get up after the, after the stoppage, but he was already up from the stoppage. So you, that, that's gone out of the game. That's not, but but if you have players stationed forward, there's going to be more hangers because no, no, at, no. at the moment there's. So he took it to hang on the half back flank. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so that's... he's not going to get able to get there. Well, he can do it in the forward line. Yeah, potentially. But yeah, I I just think it's good debates. Of... Yeah, I don't what... mind the idea of bringing it in, having a look at it, but I'd like to have a good look at it before it just yep. randomly comes in for twenty four weeks. It's not coming in randomly. Um, Imagine if Steve Hawking's in charge of this. Oh, not, not he, he's not going to. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but yeah, I just. I'd love to see it because it'll be like, well trialed, like protect, like the protected area, like yeah. that's had the right idea, but it's getting paid with no impact on the play. Yeah, which I don't think you like. The umpires are calling it to what they've been told to do, but I don't think that's why it was brought in. You want to increase the flow of the game. Yeah, it's when you're, now stopping the game yeah. and being like fifty meters, everyone looks around like, what was that for? He was seven point eight five meters away from the guy with the ball, and the guy with the ball didn't even know he was there. Yeah. And I especially when the guys yeah. are already in the area oh, and Brad, are trying to leave. Brad Scott said it best. He's like, if we're really going to be picky about these, there's 100 a game. And there is because you, you kick the ball from skinny back into the corridor. Yeah. You're now, you've just bypassed all this traffic, but everyone naturally tracks the footy. So your head swivels to where the footy goes and so does your body. He takes a mark. You've got to get out of this 10-meter bubble. It's just like everyone's got their hands up running around. It looks like... I don't know, it just looks crazy. You are a big watcher of footy. Do you think there's been a lot of junk footy this year? I reckon there's been 10 good games. Um, like as in oh. 10 high-end really good games. Oh, not 10. You know, I reckon? No way. Like, well, North Melbourne have played a couple of belters. Yeah. North- You're talking like high-scoring, free-flowing. Yeah, like, like, that- so like Collingwood-Brisbane up at the Gabba when it was like, mm-hmm. I think it was like 11 goals one to 12 goals to two at halftime or something like that. Yep. That's... High scoring, yeah, but, real th- but flow. they're the they're in the minority, Scotty. Like, like we've Collingwood's- ratings are down. You know, like people are turning off the game. Like there is a lot that the whole congested, you know, rolling mall thing is not good to watch. Yeah, you would see that surely. Yeah, but there's I think someone who was Cameron Ling tweeted out something about in 1968 or 70. There was a game between two clubs that was 49 to 14 for yeah. the game. There so there's always games. there's always going to be bad games. We've brought in two new sides in the last 10 years to the competition. Talent pool. That's, talent pool has been diluted. Mm-hmm. We've changed the rules a lot over this time. The rules never settled. So each year there's a different way. People are trying to trial different things with the system to see if it works. If it doesn't work, then the rules get changed again. You're trying something different again. So, mm. yeah, I said I love, I'd love for the game to evolve and become this high-scoring, free-flowing product. But it's um, evolving I also, into like, it. One of the like this is probably looking at the other side. One of the best experiences I had was playing in the international rules. Mm-hmm. That's free flowing, high scoring. And that's a talent thing, and that was. But that was really good fun to play in because it's high scoring, um, but the game just never stops. So like you know little things that they do, like if you kick a goal, the ball just comes straight back into play. Mm. Like we used to have that. As soon as the opposite, they score, you can bring the ball back into play. Now you can't do that anymore. 
you know, does that increase the flow? That would speed up the game. It would. So there's there's little things that I think you can look at as well that yeah. we can add in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Everyone's got such a different opinion on on what the state of the game is. I think the game is going all right. I'm not against. You know, I'd love to see Ford's kicking 100 goals a year. Yeah. Um, you know, and saying that, but we brought in chopping of the arms. That rarely gets paid. Mm-hmm. Um, hands in the back now. So we brought in all. The, hands in the back was designed because everyone thought defenders were going to stay playing from behind. Mm-hmm. Their forward, touch your, touch your forward in the back, free kick. Hawthorne come up, well, if you can't touch him in the back, why don't we put all our defenders in front of the forwards? Yeah. Let's zone the ground. If they touch you in the back as a defender, you're going to get the free kick. So like that's what I mean. You, you create a rule and then coaches these days are so clever at ways to get around it, maximise, look at different codes, look at soccer, blah, blah, blah. And then you find a way to, to bend the rule to your team's advantage. I think if starting positions are going to make and it's a, and they can police it in a way that's consistent and fair and accurate, I think starting positions, <clears throat> I'm open to them because what we want is, is teams kicking goals. We want 100 goal kickers back in the game. I used to go down at Cadinia Park. You, sometimes you wouldn't even worry about the score. You would just ask how many goals has Gary Ablett Senior kicked and it would be 8, 10, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I think the game recognises that it's in a bad spot. I yeah. genuinely think that it is in a bad spot and they're considering revolutionary change to try and get ahead of the curve, throw a new yeah. set of challenges at the coaches. But you, as you said, you want to trial it, have a look at it, and then you can make an informed decision. Yeah, I'd there. love to play in a game with it. Where So pre-season next year, bring it in for the three weeks, have we a really will. good look at it yeah. and see And then have a look at it for 2020. Does. Yeah, have a look at it for 2020. What about um, runners? That's been the other big debate uh, this year. Just have a look at what Jeremy Laidler yeah. um, did yeah. and was your radar going off? Or? Um, yeah, you just don't know because they get like – I know with our runner, they get a few messages at a time. You so don't you, know. So, so you're out there. You don't know. No, you saw that and thought, no, nah, yeah. yeah, he's probably oh, just... Mate, you covered off the lateral switch really well, didn't you? But, <laughs> <laughs> but there is times like, I reckon like, what I reckon would be good for the game, say if the runners weren't allowed on in the first 10 minutes yep. and the last 10 minutes of every quarter, so mm-hmm. between 10 and 20 minute mark, they're allowed yep. to go out and send messages, yep. and at 20 minute mark, done. Got to stay off. Bad. Just because in the last 10 minutes of a quarter, that's when everyone's getting tired, the structures are getting pulled apart, yeah. and that's probably when the messages are going out. So yeah. you're like, that's send, this, send tempo out. We want all the guys to go into tempo, or let's send one behind, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So just give them like a little bit where they can get out there, yeah. and that's it. And then last 10 minutes, or even just last 10 minutes of a quarter, you're not that on. So once it hits 20, yeah. off. What about just not? A, what about just only after goals? Well, before the ball gets rebounced again, you know, that 30-second window. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, that's I reckon that's a dollar one. Yeah, that's probably the most common sense one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you get much value? Do you think there's genuinely much value in the runners? I like the runners. Well, I have a bit of banter with the runner. I find it quite funny. Give us a little snapshot. <laughs> oh, <I> just <laughs> sometimes a message might come out. You may you might make a skill error. Not anymore, but like you might make a skill error. But I don't, <laughs> these messages don't come out anymore. I didn't mean I don't make a skill error. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you get the message, and it might be you know like oh next time you get it you know blah blah blah. Hit the and it's like, well, you go back to the box and you tell him, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and I know from sitting in the coach's box yeah. to playing, the message that the runner gets, his filter process is amazing to yeah. what he actually gives to the player. Yeah. So I guarantee that it's never that nice what it comes yeah. out like. Because so. it used to be, it was Woody. Woody. Is it still Woody? No. Nah, so he's back playing. So oh, yeah, Ash Collins right. is the runner now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Woody was um, awesome. to get around the boys, high fives after goals with us, and he was great. Um, yeah, he defended one of their players really well for us at times. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, banter with the um, opposition? Have you ever has that happened? Nah, I don't think so. 
No. Never. No, I don't. Not too sure. No, I don't think so. No, it would, uh-huh. it would spring out some spring to mind if I did, but um, yeah, I don't. Did there used to be two runners back in the day? Yeah, that's insane. There was. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Did you ever get the without naming any clubs? Did you ever get the feeling that the opposition runner was, as you say, protecting the lateral switch or shadowing a player? Yeah, Have you I'll, ever seen that out in the yeah, field? Yeah, definitely. Like, can't name names, but Nick yep. Maxwell was not bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he, he knew come, what was going. Yeah, well, when he come here, I was excited. I was like, we've got a great leadership cultural person and and we've, got, and we've got like a great team defensive coach out on the ground. <laughs> he was uh, he was pretty good at the Giants. He was always on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did get pulled up for that though. I think yeah, eight yeah. out of eleven Carlton kick-ins, he was in the same spot on the verge of the uh, centre square. Yeah, which the AFL uh, did seem to highlight. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. Are, what are your? What are your? Like, do you have any reservations about the starting zones? Like for me, one of the, like the one that I just can't wrap my head around is yeah. say. Say it's a transition game, yep. so you don't have to be in your starting spots. Mm-hmm. Or everyone's getting up and back, up and back, and then it's like, bang, stoppage. Yep. So we're going to have to wait for the three players to get back into their area. I think what they have to do is... Um, or be heading back. Well, I just think that by the time the ball goes up, they have to be in the area. And if they're not, then it's a free kick. So Do you reckon that's like a bit weird? Like, oh, free kick, Collingwood... Um, Carlton didn't have their three forwards, only had two in the 50. Well, what will happen, Scott, is if just say that's a free kick 30 metres out from goal, everyone will adapt and they'll stay in yeah. and that'll create more space. Like, yeah. you don't want to, that's a certain goal. So, yeah. what's happened is Jamie Elliott, Mason Cox, Josh Thomas will be hovering inside 50. And I think we could potentially get the high mark back inside forward 50. It puts an extra emphasis on recruiting in terms of like a Tom Lynch. It brings yeah. him into the game, puts yeah. more value on a Paddy McCartan type. So I just think that you have to police it really well. And that's probably the most difficult part. Like, yeah. you have, well, We might have to have a linesman yeah. on the 50-metre line or either yeah. side to make sure that every player is within or have a video review system or something. What about centre bounce if you change centre bounce? So instead of having like six, six and six, mm-hmm. yeah, both sides have to put like two extras up on the side of the square. So it was like... Four forwards, four defenders. Four oh, yeah? forwards, four defenders, and then more coming in from the sides. Well, that's what sort of already happens. Yeah, but the, that's not that doesn't generate height marks or big scores, does it? Um, no. So, and that's like that's yeah, but that's in fifty-fifty territory, and it's not generating high scores. And both sides think they can score potentially from centre bounds. Yeah, so it's not a bad snapshot. Yeah. That's almost having you look at it before yeah. even looking at it. But that's I think not with saying. us and West Coast on the weekend, there mm. was. 24 centre bounces, mm-hmm. so where both sides got six and six, and there was four goals kicked from those times. Right. So, didn't. Don't know, Jay Z. I just don't know. <laughs> Get you on no, the super not, group. Have you, yeah. So, have you had this chat with that AFLPA level? Like uh, they say. No, because well, I think we've got Danger on yeah. it, and I think there's one other player. What if you disagree with Danger? Like, he's all four starting positions. What happens then? Well, nothing. I just have a different opinion. Okay. So. It's going to be interesting to see how the like, players are. I just like the Gaelic, to me, the Gaelic game was like that high scoring, big marks. Like, do you remember Fife taken? If you watched it, you probably didn't even, even watch it because it's in the off season. But Fife took a I couple. I was tapping, mate, because you got injured halfway yeah. through. Well, Fife took so a couple. I got of a bit distracted. In it. And I remember playing in, in the first one, I was playing half back. And it was because I think, like, we're the only Rare game. Into the back line. Yeah, but we're the only game in the world where it's hard to get the ball. If you know what I mean. So in basketball, like the ball just gets passed around. You can sort of get the ball whenever you want. In soccer, you can run behind the ball, just touch it. Mm. Whereas in our game, there's such a premium on actually winning the footy yourself. Yeah. Even in Gaelic, 
you can just go get the ball whenever you sort of want it. Like it's all about defending the field position. So uh-huh. thinking like that's a left field idea. Yeah. Like this really left foot field. Here we go. No, but I was just thinking like, what happens right? Because you want to bring a bit of excitement. What happens if you introduce a goalie and nets into AFL, like Gaelic? Why would you want to do that? Well, I'm just saying, like for an excitement factor. So, so if you're running in, so you know how there's all these goals over the back now because yep. now teams defend. Yeah. Imagine if that costs you more than six points. So I got it over the back, and it's me versus the goalie one on one, and I'm just drilling into the net. You would That's want to twelve be- points. Do you reckon then teams would start defending behind because you don't want to leave your goalie one out with a player? Yeah, I mean, I just I, you're right, but I think that people would rebel against the changing. The- oh, I'm just yeah, but I was just saying like it's remember playing in that there was when players were one on one with the Irish goalkeeper. I don't think any of our boys went for an over. <laughs> they all wanted to try and beat the goalie because you get it's like double the points. So yeah. and the whole thing when we defended them was keep them in front of you, don't let them behind you. Yeah. Whereas our game now it's almost the opposite. Get up in front. If you get done out the back, you get done out the back type stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, there's, I wouldn't mind seeing. Imagine imagine that, like running out. You've got, like, here, you've got Goldie running out in the yellow because he's your goalie with a big glove on. <laughs> Would he be our goalie? Pen- Pen- goal? calls for, for goal nets, for, yeah, yeah. for soccer nets. That's going to go. I was just trying to, because, yeah, we are legitimately the only game that I can think of in the world where you can't just get the ball. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quickly on uh, trade time. So, massive story in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard fell out with his San Antonio coach, Craig Popovich, this year. Didn't come back for finals. There's been some animosity. He wanted to go to LA, one of the big uh, dog franchises. Gets shipped off, we think, against his will, against his wishes. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. To it Toronto. Is. But has yeah. he confirmed that, Kawhi? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, the deal's done. Yeah. yeah. And he's not happy with it. Uh, no, he's not happy with it because yeah. he wanted to go to LA. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan's not happy with it because at the start of Summer League two weeks ago, he got told by their GM that he's staying and he won't be traded under any circumstance. Right. Two weeks later, he's now playing for the Spurs. Yeah, a bit of a reverse. Kawhi wanted to go to LA. I think he's got family in LA, but he had a year remaining on his deal, I think, with yeah. the Spurs. Yep. They've now traded him to Toronto. Yep. So he's there for a year. Doesn't want to be there. Yeah, wants to get to LA. So past the popcorn. Oh yeah, he'd be so like, Tor- like Toronto's move is not bad because Demar Derozan had four years left, like eighty something million. So it's almost Thank a free you. hit. We've upgraded Demar Derozan. Let's yeah. see if Kawhi can take us. They'll be the best team probably in the East now. Yep. Or maybe them in Boston. Yep. So it's like then they can get him if he loves it and stays. Awesome. If he doesn't, him and Lowry are both out. Start again from the start, but. Yeah. Fascinating situation when you've got a player at a club he doesn't want to be at. Yeah. And he's now going to have to huge uh, pull a huge load, set the standards for his teammates, be a leader there, all, the, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Well, it'll be sweetened by the fact you're getting $25 million to do it. That's and you're true. on the road half the year. That's true. Yeah. But you have to be invested in your footy club. Like, yeah. for you to win a championship, like, as you know, in football, that team chemistry and yeah, harmony yeah. is so important. Especially if he doesn't. Like, he's already, I think it's already on the record that he doesn't want to be there. That's gold. Before he's there. And now he's there, <laughs> and everyone knows he doesn't really want to be there. Kawhi, good to see you, mate. Come, yeah, come, yeah. come here. So, does, will that, would, would that work? Well, do you think in AFL, from yep. what you've seen now for agency, yep. do you think there'd be benefit in it yep. if we brought it? Because I think. With our free agency, there's a lot of player, you know, players can sort of pick their own path. Player power. Yeah. So do you think the balance needs to be shifted back towards the clubs or do you think you'd like to see it in that game? It does need to be shifted. The players do have too much power. Like there's a lot of players ripping up their contracts. Tom Boyd, I think uh, Dane Beams is probably a different situation, but he did it. Paddy Ryder left in contract. So it is happening a lot. I think clubs 
could be better at holding their players to contract. But there is no way in AFL that would work. Like, um, culturally, players would not accept being shipped off to the other side of the country at age whatever they are, um, playing at a club that they don't want to be at. There's just no way that would work. Why? Well, as in, just players wouldn't want to... Do you reckon a lot of players would walk away from the game? Yeah, though, they would... They would in not NBA, be invested. Yeah. They would just take yeah. their paycheck and give half efforts, yeah. wouldn't they? Well, I, yeah, I don't know. Because in the NBA... Like, for example, Dane, let's go to Dane Beams, right? Yeah. Just hang on a sec. Yeah. Dane Beams said he wants out, and Rodney Ebb, when he was at Collingwood, said, nah, mate, you're staying. Yeah. And then so he, him and his management said, well, it, I'm not going to play. I'll just be here and I'm, I won't play. Do you want a Dane as a teammate? Do you want a half-assed Dane Beams at your well, footy club? I suppose the better example is almost the Bryce Gibbs-Carlton one. Yep. Adelaide, because he wanted to go. Yeah, and couldn't. he also said if it didn't work, he didn't mind. Yeah, but if the player, so if the clubs had, so then all I think it brings in is other clubs, so they could come up with a better package. Yeah. So it might be Carlton be like, Gibbsy wants to go to Adelaide, yeah. and Collingwood might go, hey, we'll give you our first pick in the draft for Gibbsy. They'll be like, right, I'll see what else is out there. If that's it, done, see ya. So how would you go with that? Um, oh, I think so it what takes if it's you. Yeah, what if it you takes, got sent up to Brisbane, it would take some huge adjusting, um, wouldn't it? But the, the thing with our game is like that would it also cost a fortune to relocate players all the time like that. You know, you get like that living away from home allowance every time you get like you know if you got traded from here, they pay for your expenses to get there. Like I think guys would be unhappy, very unhappy with constantly being like. Because NBA guys play for like 13 teams in like eight years. Mm. So I think that's ridiculous. It's too much. Uh, I, st- I still think the next thing for our game is that mid-season trade period where yeah. you can work out. So maybe if that mid-season trade period... The player was, would have to agree to it though, right? Oh, I don't know. Maybe like... That, so I you think, honestly think that a no, player no. could go and play good footy at a club he doesn't want to be at? Um, oh, I'd be hard be very hard well then it wouldn't work yeah. you're saying it would work well, or I'm just work? asking you, oh, I, you think think. It w- I think it wouldn't work yeah. no I just think culturally it's too big a shift yeah. and I think as young players not all on great money or well, you know yeah. relatively um, I just don't think they would accept it and the AFLPA would rebel against yeah. it and like last year just say this is just an example right Bucks gets your ass you say oh, I'm aligned to Nathan Buckley as Matthew Scarlett did to Mark Thompson back in 2006 you say right I want to get traded and you wants to be for example Essendon right yeah. but then Brisbane come in and say nah mate here's your here's a number two pick bring you Jackson your family up to Brisbane like yeah. Yeah. you would just say it, no would way it, um, I suppose that I think the thing what happens in the NBA and it's not so much about the player movement and stuff is Guys commit to their clubs for longer when they're happy because they don't want to be in that position where they can just get shipped. Mm-hmm. So maybe it brings like more loyalty, more longer-term deals. Um, because say if you were at Brisbane who drafted you yep. and you were like, after my two-year deal, like I'm out, I'm going back to Melbourne. Yep. Would they say that I'm out, I'm going back to Melbourne? If it was I'm out, any club can get me. Maybe not. So that's I think... Because in the NBA, the GMs and that have power to rip people's contracts up and just send them anywhere, which I don't like. I think contracts yep. should be honoured. Yeah. And, that, and in the AFL, from a player's perspective, that's not always happening. Yeah. Like, well, what are contracts worth? Like, play, yeah. players leave anyway. Yeah. So I think holding players to contracts, I wouldn't mind footy clubs, they can do that, unless it's special circumstances. Like, what, what we did with Beamsy was, like, not one player had an issue with it. Like, we were heartbroken when Beamsy wanted to go, yeah. but you understand why. Might come back, Scott. Oh. I don't know. That's the he'd be perfect at Essendon, wouldn't he? Then an inside midfielder. He's pretty good at Brisbane too. Mm. They're playing good footy. 
Brisbane. They are. Yep. I've been watching them closely. Have I been? like the way they play. Yeah. High scoring. Favourite young player there? Um, Hitwood. I like him. The big Eric. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a big praying mantis, isn't he? I spoke to Cameron Rayner this week, and uh, he's, he's said he's loving life there. He's huge. He's got the younger fend-off going. I worry about Gold Coast, Scotty. I know we don't want to back over this entirely. But now Tom, the coach, Stuart Jew, has basically conceded that Tom Lynch, as we've been saying for months now, is leaving. Yeah. And that puts – and Stephen uh, May, in his press conference, in his interview last night, said, um, oh, at this stage I'm staying. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> if that's yeah, not an not, asterisk, no, I don't not, know yeah. – that's, like, yeah. you'd be calling his phone. If Ned Guy hasn't called his number, um, if not by 9am this morning, certainly last night, I'd be absolutely staggered. Um, oh, I think everyone would touch base. But that's the, question. that's the thing with where we are now as an industry is, like, I think we spoke about this before off air, is, like, any player that you wanted. So you know how, like, North, everyone talks about North's got this war chest. Yeah. So really, they can just go, who do we think is the best player in the game, contracted or uncontracted? Let's have a crack at him. Yeah. Which is sort of what they're doing. Yeah, because the, the, I understand the uncontracted ones they can just get without having to give up anything. Mm-hmm. But because contracts don't mean as much as they used to, you can just have a crack at whatever you want mm. and be like, if we can entice this guy, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's like I think the Gold Coast, and we we spoke about this the other night, is like the the value of guys with experience. McVeigh, McVeigh, pay him eight hundred. Kieran Jack, yep. Um, like guys like this that you talk, like you hear, like say Brandon Goddard, yep. other clubs, like are we going to recontract them, not contract them? It's like have a look at all clubs that have like you know not performing as well as they wanted. The one number one thing they talk about is leadership, experience. Need someone to Culture. like role model, role model the behaviour for the young guys. Yeah, look at Luke Hodges' impact that he's had at Brisbane. Yeah, it's like it's match day. You know, it's not going to be the absolute career best form what they probably showed in their late twenties, but. That will make other players so much better, and it's like I think of course. you've got to look at. I think someone someone threw up the idea of bringing Boomer Harvey back. Mm-hmm. Like that wouldn't Peter Schwab. I think that's like not actually as bad as it sounds. It's like if you get Boomer up to the Gold Coast for two years, like help your football club. He uses the ball well. He's competitive. He doesn't give up. He trains yep. hard. Yeah. Like young guys look up to him. Like who? That's what I always found the hardest with. Like. GWS is like who did they have as like these big role models like Callum Ward now is that guy for GWS has been for a few years but when he first started he was a young kid trying to figure out how this industry worked as well mm-hmm. so I think the more experience they can get into their clubs the better because the draft isn't the panacea it's mm-hmm. not like oh we got pick one this is going to we're right here because the, the pick one comes into those clubs and he has to be the man straight away yeah Whereas, and we've seen that at, oh, not work at a yeah. lot of clubs well, like Melbourne pick, pick 13 that goes to a really strong club those kids come in their team performance doesn't depend on how they play on the weekend. They're not expected to play a big role. Holly um, Florin at Sydney. Yeah, but they can just come in and they slowly improve time after time. And then forward into their career, their guns are like, oh, they got that pick 12 right. He's a superstar. But they yeah. had time to develop with no pressure on them. Yeah. Remember when like, me and Daisy first started here? He was pick two. I was pick five. We had like, If we went and played on the weekend, did not touch it, it barely affected the team's result. Yeah. Whereas some, some clubs, it's like yep. we need our pick one to be like – our man. inside midfielder, the man. And it's Melbourne. Like his first year. Yeah. Like, took me four years to even get into the midfield. Yeah. Got to, yeah. So I think that development, senior bodies, experience, Monday to Friday experience is invaluable. Before we leave, what happened on the weekend? Why didn't you win? Um, oh, they kicked more than we did, didn't they? Oh, give me Jay-Z. a spell. Give me an absolute spell. No, nah, well, I think we started the game really well. Um, did you watch it? No, oh, you were, I was you were in the doing radio the other box. one, weren't you? Yeah. 
um, yeah, we started like a house on fire. Like first quarter, I think we were four goals, five to three straight. Mm-hmm. Um, they just made us pay every time we made like a poor mistake or – and they made us pay too like on the scoreboard. Yeah. You know, went in three times for three goals. Um, they kicked their goals. Like we had some really easy shots on goal that we missed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were 4-5 when it could have been 8-1 mm-hmm. to three straight. So they hung in there a lot better. And then the second half, they dominated the game mm-hmm. and put the score on the board and we couldn't hang in like what they did. So I think they went to half time up four or five points. I think, and I reckon everyone watching the game should should have been us by a few goals at least. Yeah. Second half, tables got flipped. They got on top of us. We couldn't hang in as well. Can you what they did? Can you win with the key defensive stocks? Is that is that? Yeah, I don't think our defence was as big of an issue. Like our back six, I thought Darcy was super very on good. Kennedy, like Kennedy kicked three goals. I think last year he kicked six. Yep. I know it's his first game back in a while, but what Darcy did. His ability to get off, help others was really good. Yep. Um, I think Sammy Landsberg gave him best player for Collingwood. Yeah, well, I think where we broke down was just with our ball use forward of centre. Yep. Um, having Coxie go out just before the game changed up how we used the ball a little bit. So I don't know if that affected us. Um, probably maximise McGovern's strength of being able to get off a mock because we didn't have that. I think Brody Majek was our biggest forward who's six foot three. So yep. we just didn't have that aerial presence we usually have up there. But yep. in saying that, we had... 19 scoring shots in the first half without him so um, yeah we're yeah West Coast are a good side that, that team that they brought over that, that's 11-1 and one for the year with that squad and that, that was the first game of the mm. year they lost that so they're, they're travelling alright so it was a good reminder for us what, what we do when we play good footy what we need to do to win so just got to get back on the horse I think North Melbourne have won 11 of their games when they win contested possession Scott, so this weekend, mate. You're in the wrong industry, mate. You need to be in like the coaching panel. Of the win the, club win the hard ball, mate, and you're gonna win. That's that's that'll be the. I'll pass that on message, to Bucks. All right, if you can get that. It's yeah. been a deep. It's been a deep uh, podcast, hasn't it? Today we've really gone. We've very we've, issues heavy. Weird is very issues. Oh, the last rule that I would like to. Yes. So protected area. Yep. Let's if it f- stops the flow of the game. Yeah. It if it doesn't stop the flow. Just let it go. Yep. So, you know, if I roll left and there's a guy there. On your, yeah. Yeah, bang. But if gotcha. I'm left and the guy's right, right. let it go. Like, let's, let's not be black and white because we play with the odd-shaped ball that bounces any which way. So that's not black and white. It's a yep. grey area game. Yep. And the other one is third up. So, oh, you yeah. know how we don't have third up anymore, but the yep. rucks have got to nominate? Just put it back onto the clubs so the umpires don't have to worry about it. If two people from the same club compete yep. versus your ruckman, yep. bad luck to your club because you mucked it up. You want the umpire to throw it up quickly. Yeah, just is throw it, it up. Is there any chance you out in the field, do you say to the umpire at any point, mate, any danger you can throw the pill up? No, well, he, uh, he can't because he has to get the nominations first. So he's got like Collingwood, Brody, um, mm. West Coast, Nick Nat. Now he throws it up. That does slow it down. Yeah, so it's a bit just, of TV time for the boys yeah. and what. The umpires are doing what they're told to do. So it's not actually like I think people think it's like the umpire's issue. It's like they're adjudicating the rules that are set for them. Mm. And they do it really well. Don't shoot the messenger. No. <clears throat> Lastly, you're training out there, who won the goal king comp? Was it the players backs. or the, the backs won it? So yeah, it's backs so it goes, v mids, v nah, forwards, v coaches. Yeah, yeah. So there's coaches, v mids, forwards and backs. Yeah. And the backs won today. So what do they get? Uh, they get... Well, we lined up each side of the thing, and you know, they get clapped off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fans, I saw the, big number of fans are now getting right into yeah, it. As I well. saw Darcy wave his hat, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah.
Uh, all right, Scott. Good Thanks, luck. JC. Good luck for the weekend. Look after that hand, um, Gas. I'm sorry we didn't have as uh, as big a chat this time, but um, Doug's right. best work in the background. Yeah, exactly you're, right. you're a very valued it's member of this podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Jock and Journo show. Good luck uh, Saturday, Scotty. Thanks, mate. See ya. Cheers. Right up.